I had generally clubbed polite and nice in the same category, which is like you're not necessarily ready to lose social capital for your actions. And I still think that like politeness would do that. Hi, I'm Devya. Hi, I'm Karan. And this is Thinking on Thinking. So you were saying you had a story. I mean, it's less of a story and more of a fun fact. But so do you know that police, polite, policy, political, they all come from the same root word and they come from polis, like okay. which means city, like metropolis. Huh. Do you know about the civilizing process? No. What's that? Um this thing so there yeah there's this thing called the civil the civilizing process um and it was this this notion that like as societies uh modernized uh and we started to behave in a more civilized way towards each other uh that that there were certain things that started to come into effect so the part that i'm remembering and that i remember, i think stuck with me the most strongly is that one of the things he found is that in certain areas there would be a regression so like in the american west when it was the gold rush uh and mm. um all these men went out and there was these really men like heavy towns like murder was very common like theft right like all of these things that were marks of a you know less civilized society uh, increased in scope right and then what they found was that in the thing that brought the civilizing process to, or in their case um in that was women and religion and when women and religion came that then uh you know the again uh, murders would come down larceny would come down etc um so it's just interesting to me how those words are all connected, right? Because in a lot of ways, those are the words of, yes, in polite society, you know, we are, we do police ourselves. Um, of course, we also have police. And, you know, those are all the things that lead to society, right? To, to... Yeah. I feel like this is a great leading because we were, we were trying to think, we were thinking about talking about, right? Like, uh, like this notions of like niceness and kindness versus politeness or really kind of all three of those together. Um I, I kind of had when I'd written it down, I'd been saying that that breaking up is the is the kind thing to is the nice thing to do. Uh, and then you were correcting me and being like, no, no, breaking up is not the nice thing to do. Sometimes it's the kind thing to do. Uh, it kind of just gave me pause for a second because <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, yes. Right. right. Well, but I think to associate like what is whether the right thing is the kind thing in your mind or the right thing is the nice thing in your mind. I think the right thing mm. is the kind thing. In my mind, yes, the connection between kindness or I don't know if it is right or wrong because like those in many of these cases would be in the gray zone. But I would say that like kindness is more long term, it's probably going to be more beneficial for all parties involved. Like so, for example, um, and this is a very touchy topic, but when people opt for euthanasia or when people opt for like putting their pets down when they are in end of life stages they're doing it out of kindness it definitely does not make them feel like a good person like niceness makes them make someone feel like a good person kindness can often feel like you're not the best you're not the nicest person around but it's kind because in the long run it's avoiding pain for the other person 
That's really interesting. I wonder if, if there's a distinction there between like sometimes the kind thing to do. Um, it's the thing that like is taking uh, taking a cost out of the system or it's like like taking like like the payment that has to be paid. What I was thinking about was like and I'm not sure I think, you know, because you were talking about euthanasia. Right. That mm. that. Yeah. There's like this notions of like, you know, if you if you are in a farm setting or whatever. Right. Like that that an injured animal that you would. I don't know. I would think I was watching some stuff about the American West or something. <laughs> and I guess we were just talking about it. Right. That you would like kill an, an animal rather than like leave it to starve. Right. If it mm. injured itself in a way that couldn't be saved i don't know like that no like the term was doing a kindness right hmm. yeah and i guess it is because like it, there, it is kind of like i mean i don't know it depends on whether you feel like killing something is a burden uh, i guess i think we talked about in a previous episode that maybe most but for most people right like yeah like we, i think we were talking about in the context of firing actually but yeah for most people like firing no matter how whether it's you're doing the right thing or not it's still a burden right it's still you like i think i shared a memory i still carry of like the first time i fired someone um yeah. right and so i don't know yeah it's interesting but but yeah sometimes you need, do need to be able to help people to to be able to let go or or move on um and I guess that kind of is a kindness. Of course, when it's like, you know, euthanasia, that's a very final way of moving on. But <laughs> um, but I was just thinking about like, it's very, at least in my life, it has been always fairly gray when I'm, I have tried to be kind, whether it is to myself or to another person. So, for example, a lot of times you'll hear things like, oh, be kind to yourself. And that generally comes in picture when you are doing something like, oh, I messed up somewhere in life or I made a big mistake and be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Right? Like, hmm. I don't know how that is related, but as you were speaking about it, I was just thinking like sometimes it's taking an emotional cost like to a part of yourself or on a person that would justifiably be okay with saying, I don't want to take this cost. And you still do an act of generosity and take up that cost. Hmm. That feels a little bit like kindness. Like the example that you were giving of people putting, you know, animals who are basically fatally injured out of their misery. It's like, I don't need to have some animals' blood on my hands. But yeah. if I could relieve them of their misery, then maybe that is worth it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it becomes more dicey. Like, so, so all of my my family before my dad um, was in the Indian Army, and um, so one of my uncles is visiting us right now, and like he's told us stories about you know like like fighting in the war and um, in the nineteen seventy one war, um, which uh, India had with Pakistan, um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting, right? Because I do think it's like it does. I, I've never like killed anything other than a fish, um, or I guess many fish <laughs> over the, over the years. Um, but one really big fish that I remember I had to like hit with a bat, um, which is kind of a crazy thing to imagine. I'll, I'll come back to my my story about my uncle. But I'll tell you the story about the fish because it's crazy. Um, but my dad and I were fishing together on like a small boat, maybe like a. 15 foot boat a zodiac i think as they're called maybe like 10 feet uh and Mm. we brought on a fish that is was probably um maybe four feet 
right? So oh, it's wow. like a big fish. <laughs> and yeah. the thing is, is with a fish that big, you actually have, and you keep a metal baseball bat on the boat f- because you have to hit it on the head. Because if it, it's like, right, it can just knock stuff off. It could knock one of you off <laughs> if you're, you know, kind of catches you with a wave. Um, so yeah, so that was, I mean, those, I think there was two fish, but one of them, I think maybe the first one that I really hit, like, cause it is kind of a thing. Like you hit it, like blood comes out of its mouth, right? Like, and you kind of, yeah. So, you know, it's, I think doing that for, for more and more kind of like like um just like life forms that you know i think that the, like the more humanoid they are right the more we connect with them and more they have a face yeah. i think i read there's some interesting research there right yeah so i think uh going up towards like actual humans that that you might be doing that with is just yeah you know i think kindness is it's an interesting word for it um haunting words in, in some ways <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I also think that like a lot of times people switch to politeness and niceness to in some weird ways like save face. It's a little bit like when somebody says, oh, how's your day? Which is a much more gentler example than, you know, killing someone, um, which is what we have been talking about. But uh, um, if you think about someone saying, oh, how's your day? And you reply, oh, my day was great. How was your day? And internally, 50% 50% of the days, if someone is asking you that question, you did not feel like your day was great. <laughs> you Likely. had probably a mediocre day or you had probably a shitty day, right? Like it's not in the, oh, it was all right or I'm doing well. Like those are not the right answers, but those are the polite answers in most cases. Because if you ask someone, how was your day? And someone says, oh, I just found out that my pet is really sick and I might be fired from my job. And you you would be like... Hey man, I'm just sitting behind you in the restaurant or I'm just like behind you in the grocery <laughs> line. I don't want to know this. Like, please don't tell me this. Would you say that it's not a nice thing to do? I don't, honestly, I don't know how to have the distinction between niceness and politeness. I do know that like in my own life, I've had to unlearn niceness and politeness to learn to be kind. I, I don't know. I think when when we originally, or at least how I remembered them, us talking about this previously, it was more of like a dichotomy between nice and kind. And I feel like politeness is a, like you can be polite while being kind. Like politeness feels to me like a how you do something and not so much a what you're doing. Say more. So, well, I was just thinking that like there's a, uh, like, like to unfortunately now are like killing examples are really stuck in my head um or but maybe um okay well i'll do i'll do a quick animal one and then uh come back to what you were saying about a nice day so i think right like let's say um that that you know something did happen to like maybe a horse and you're on a long journey and like it would be the polite thing to do would be like, like, just do it respectfully. Right. So I don't know what that would mean in that context, but maybe it would mean like if the horse was close to someone, giving that person a time to like be with their animal before they, they came time for them to pass. And right. Like there's ways you can do things or to like, give your example to, 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 of your, your kind of example of like, you know, in a, in a casual setting, if someone's kind of asking how you are, I think, uh, unloading all of your burdens is not a very nice thing to do. Right. Um, but again, you can do it in a polite way. Where, um, ask for uh, even if you're not willing to ask for permission, you can kind of like like give foreshadowing. Right. Like you can be like, oh, 
I really have had some need to rant for a second or something, right? <laughs> like you can give the moment, like you can basically give the person maybe a moment to escape. Um, hmm. And then I think if I was to say, how could you do it in a kind way that was polite for that kind of scenario? I think a kind thing to do would be to uh, like, maybe it's not really, you don't need to be talking, right? <laughs> Right. Like there's not really you don't have to feel like you make conversation just because like it depends on what the circumstance would be. Right. But maybe like hmm. maybe I dropped an orange and you're handing me my orange and you hand me the orange. It's like, OK, that's it. You know, like, you know, we don't have to create an interaction out of every interaction. And so maybe if that was like the message you felt like communicating, you can again do it in a polite way, in a less polite way. <laughs> right. I was just in New York City where people do that in a less polite way all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, like there was this street that was closed um 58th street and we were supposed to be going to a restaurant on the street right literally like maybe not even 50 meters away but apparently it was climate week in new york and so um these like dignitaries were arriving they were going to something else further down the street and people were just there was a large crowd of people and there's barricades on the sidewalk and barricades in the street and <laughs> i like kind of thought like, like i was like well if they just knew we were going to this restaurant like it'd be fine so I like went to go talk to the police officer. The guy, one of these guys, I kind of said excuse me to was like, you know, just like kind of like was like, what, what the hell do you think, man? Like, like we're just standing here like fucking fools. <laughs> like they're not like this. Look at this guy. Like this guy's like apartment is close right there, right? Like they're not letting him through. And it, the thing is, is like until everyone had arrived. So eventually, I did go talk to a different police officer. He was like, yeah, we got told to close the street. It was forty minutes ago. We're hoping it's twenty more minutes, but who knows? And it's like it's really interesting to see because like some people in their motorcades, we were speculating who like they'll have like six cars up to like black cars like two police cars and then an ambulance and it's like who gets to travel with an ambulance <laughs> um so <laughs> we observed this for a few minutes and then Gaurav and I were like listen it's time we just go somewhere else for dinner <laughs> like um so that man was not he was a little bit impolite but he was not unkind you could just cut to the heart of the matter and then when he realized that I wasn't being a dick about it he explained more like yeah he became a little bit more polite um Anyway, it's the long way of saying that I feel like politeness is an orthogonal axis. <laughs> Interesting. Like I had not thought of like polite versus rude. I had generally clubbed polite and nice in the same category, which is like you're not necessarily ready to lose social capital for your actions. And I still think that like politeness would do that. Like politeness helps you build social capital. Niceness helps you build social capital. Kindness doesn't always help you build social capital. But yeah, in the way that you are describing it, there would be a rude and a not rude way of doing everything. Well, I don't think it's at odds, actually, right? I think it's just how there are certain things that we're supposed to talk about, right? And I think those are the nice things to talk about, right? Hmm. So. Right. So I but I think you're right, because they're they're engaging in the in the, the game society plays, they're they're ways of building social capital. Just one of them is a way of building social capital in the what, and the other one is a way of building social capital in the how. Huh. So I have been uh reading Ray Dalio's book Principles. Yes, I remember. And he talks a lot about basically being fully honest with the other party. So like if something is going wrong, you're not supposed to hide it at all oh, something went wrong, you bring it to the table and then the rest of the team tries to also figure out how can we do this right. So like mistakes are not punished, but hiding information is punished. 
I yeah, I think I actually read this part. Um, I, I I got the app on your recommendation. It's uh, it's entertaining because <laughs> it gives you nice little like whenever you feel like yeah. picking it up, you can take bite sized amounts. And wait, so how do you feel? You feel like so in that case, the polite. Oh, go on. I'll... So so I would say that like at least for me, it feels like on the kindness side of things, where this is for anywhere everyone on the team's long term benefit, and it's for that... the culture's long term benefit, but it might not seem like the nice or the polite thing to do. Like often it would raise people's defense mechanisms, I would say. When you somebody is coming and telling you, oh, this thing isn't wrong. But then I also think that, I mean, this is slightly orthogonal from like just this topic, but it's more sort of larger scale. But I feel like we have a temptation to look at things and interpret them in a certain way. And we forget that like our interpretation is based on our context and our ideas and like how we have lived through world. Um, so for example, very recently I was talking to my sister and I just asked her this question like, oh, do you think I'm like a little bit too much in terms of emotionality? And she was like, because I've always had that thought, not so much anymore, but like that lingering sense of that's how I see myself is still there. And then she just looked at me and she was like, you know, I don't process people that way. Wherever they are emotionally is how they are. I don't conceptualize them as too much or too little. I don't think like that. Like she said, I'm paraphrasing her, but she basically said something along those lines. And what was interesting to me was she has a completely different model of processing this information than I do. Hmm. Like it's, me who is thinking, is this too much or too little? And I'm not saying there aren't going to be other people in the world who process it as too much or too little. But like there are also going to be a lot of people like her who are going to be, hmm, I don't think like that. Who you are is a circumstance and not a problem. Hmm. Right? So I also feel like when I think about like Ray Dalio and how he sort of helps his team build things, it's almost like that looking at people's actions in a different light oh someone is telling you your fault not because that's a bad thing or like you know because they want to put you down but it's because they want to improve together with you I feel like niceness is something which like socially we all agreed upon okay this is the quote-unquote nice thing to do but like there could be other ways of arriving at similar outcomes or arriving at harmony in the system. Let me put it more that way. Well, I think it's not nice to tell someone something they can't change. Huh. And then I think it kind of depends on how big you draw the box of like what is possible to change. I mean, okay, you see someone and you tell them you should lose some weight. They can change it. It'll probably be good for them also. Is it nice? Is it kind? Is it polite? I don't think it's any of those things. Uh, probably not. I mean, again, you know, with the data we have, yes, it seems like it is none of those things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, like if a baby has food on itself, right? It's not. It's considered nice to like help, you know, clean it or like you know help like make someone aware that it has food on it, hmm. right? Now, if if someone who is like older, um, especially like you know someone who's like kind of a senior person has like some food on themselves, like it would be it would be less polite or less nice also to like draw attention to it, right? Like you would like hmm. either maybe discreetly do it or just like kind of let it be, ignore it, right? They have like a stain, it's fine. Hmm. Um, so now I think what 
what happens is that we draw a box differently, right? So like with a child, it's like, oh, they can change their clothes, like, like in you know there's extra codes available to it so so the the potential actions are are very accessible right there's like you're drawing attention to something that could be rectified so it's not like an unkind it's i'm using the words too too loosely there for, for considering we're having a conversation about them um, so uh it's not an it's not an unnice thing to do it's not um mean yeah it doesn't make you feel like a bad person Yes, right. Whereas I think, right, again, because of like culturally things, just just to do that to an older person is not as nice because uh, they don't have that. Like, there's the way we would at least just at first glance think about the set of actions available to them. It's like, well, are they going to have extra clothes in their handbag? Probably not. <laughs> like, is there someone to help them change immediately? Probably not. Um, hmm. So I think that's what I was saying. Where I think it, whether it's nice or not, depends on how we have analyzed, like perceived that the the potential set of possible actions available in the situation and therefore whether we're prescribing something that is like possible or not possible i don't hmm. i'm not i'm like trying to chase some crisp meaning here <laughs> like i'm gonna be able to put some clear definition by the time we're done today <laughs> 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 on, so like of course there are maybe like other variables as well um maybe there are other words that we could be using i am not particularly sure but uh this is a side story but in college like amongst a group of friends we had these like two friends and recently not these two guys but like another friend from the group was talking about how one of the guys you always knew where you stood with him he wasn't a particularly nice person but like you know he would be rude he would be sometimes mean but you always knew that where you stood with him if he liked you you will know it if he didn't like you you will know it and there was this other person who always felt so inauthentic in some ways like he was very very nice like he was extremely nice but you could just never tell what he is actually thinking or feeling and i'm not saying that you have to be always wearing your heart on the sleeve or never wear it outside but at the same time i feel like there is something like especially as i've grown older there is something that i've been appreciating more about people showing authenticity and kindness rather than just being nice to not hurt my feelings or whatever it's interesting cuz i feel like that starts to go into what i think we talked about really early on right but like like when someone feels like an us versus the them and then like hmm. also where where like where signaling huh it was i think our first episode <laughs> um where signaling um can start to make you feel like like if it feels like they're t- part of too many groups or like that hmm. they're like right then it starts to feel like kind of shifty i don't know when you were talking about your second friend there i kind of was feeling like wondering if that was some of the 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 feeling um yeah right but then i don't know if that's I feel like that maybe is a different axis, right? Like that's. I mean, a lot of times we take niceness as a proxy for how people should feel about me. Oh, that's interesting. What do you say more? For example, this is also true for both of us. We know what is the right thing to say in a situation. What is going to lead to, like you know, a favorable. Um, reaction from the other side or even how to mold the words that we are trying to say in a way that would lead a favorable reaction i'm not saying oh, we are the best 
in the world at it but we are like on the right side of the mean in this situation yeah right um like both of us have due to whatever um confluence of our life effects have been like when you are part of multiple minorities you learn to navigate life through a lot of niceness um, yeah and so i would say niceness is also adaptive that way but i also think that it prevents you from like being able to authentically like see yourself or see the other person you want to have a constructed image and you want to maintain that constructed image in front of other people and that's why you're being nice like you as a generic you here not always not fully hmm. but there is always that underlying current of it <laughs> i think sometimes the nice thing to do is the less scary thing to do right um i think i mentioned this in one of a, a, a document that i was produ- working on a few weeks ago and you you wrote a comment where you were like what is like i think i can't remember what i said maybe pack uh, uh, uh follow the pack or something right hmm. and i think like i think that's it's the same kind of thing right where when you know that culturally this is what people do which is what the nice thing to do is then it doesn't take as much you don't need as much like um chutzpah <laughs> like, like yeah. to to be able to to get yourself to do it very true okay no uh, do you know the book less no oh i so i just finished reading it um well, okay. Uh, the example I was going to give you, and maybe I shouldn't ruin for our podcast listeners as well, <laughs> is, uh, well, I guess I can tell it in a way that's a pretty small scene. But the title character, um, Arthur Less, uh, is, has been stuck somewhere. And um, and it is a, an old Japanese uh, establishment. And the door is 400 years old and will not open. However, the, the walls are made out of paper. And they're painted paper. And the people are telling him, just punch your way through the wall. Um, and you'll be able to break a hole. And this paper is very easy to replace. Like, you shouldn't don't feel bad about it and Mm. um it's just really interesting because he's like he's really goes into uh emotional turmoil because he's just like i you know i can't destroy this thing like like it's really really beautiful and he's gonna have to like like you know smash it with his fists um and i was just thinking about how like you kind of understand because of everything that's happened why he's in that point and why it's so hard for him to destroy it but i think it's kind of related to what we're saying right like like to do sometimes the right like the kind thing to do in that situation is that right he has all these people on the other side who are worried they're trying to like is he gonna be able to get out <laughs> like he's supposed to be having this intimate dinner and yeah. they can't even serve the next course <laughs> um, and uh but right to do the not nice thing to like to do the the yeah it just like it takes something from you you know you have to have the little bit more strength of will in that moment to like muster to to do actually hmm. Do you like my example? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is actually a very good example. That's also like a very good articulation of like it requires more chutzpah and it requires more emotional labor. Like one of those two things is going to be required. You basically almost need to give away a part of what you have thought of yourself as. Right? Like, I'm not the kind of person who says these kind of things to people because I don't want to be seen as X, Y, Z. Yeah, it's actually niceness is sometimes an excuse, right? You're like saying, oh, I don't want to do it because it's not nice. But it's actually like it's because I don't have the energy. <laughs> hmm. Or you don't want to take out the cost that it would require. Because, Which like, is, for example, like you don't want to spend the energy, maybe. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, right. For example, the initial example that we started from 
um, which is like breaking up is a kind thing to do, but not a nice thing to do. Not only yeah. is it not nice to the other person, you will also suffer a lot of consequences. You might lose a part of your social network. You might lose like you will have to tell everyone about it. Everyone is going to have some thoughts. They will all alter their image of you. And sometimes in favorable ways and sometimes in unfavorable ways, but almost always in uncontrollable ways. I was in a relationship for a long time. And then we when we broke up, um, my uh, my ex ended up like leaving me for someone else. And then it took hmm. me a long time to realize that most of our mutual friends just don't know that part of the story. And then I'm like, but then I'm like, guys, how did you not put it together that he was like dating someone within a few months? <laughs> <laughs> but like obviously because I moved to India right away and so a lot of people were in the US and it's just like yeah you know like like obviously that that was not the part of the story that and people don't want to be like rude about it. and I think that like you were saying they don't want to enjoy, like take on that emotional burden um, of kind of investigating further so they kind of people just made their own assumptions yeah have you had like have you ever been at in a professional context on crossroads of niceness and kindness where you had to choose one or the other? Yeah, for me in a professional context, actually, it's not as difficult. I'm not sure um, why, um, but I I think that's why I had that distinction about politeness so readily available to hand because I think um, I find that like it's there's a lot of times that you can... Um, I guess I think um, like two examples kind of come to mind. Um, don't think we've, we've like talk, discussed in detail on the podcast before, but um, I did choose to to shut down Video Next at a time that we still had about you know I think six and a half months of runway, um, and I kind of took that choice because I looked at. Um, just at the at the culture of the company that we had built at the I mean obviously there's also issues around the straight sort of like customer customer acquisition and the amount of actual revenue we were getting per per customer but I think those a lot of times those can be surmountable uh but but I think what we had built was unfortunately something which was it was a weird ethos the company was about 14 15 years old and every year it had been able to get money from the same investors to kind of stay in business but it wasn't able to generate revenue and what it had done every year was pivoted um not every year maybe some cases every two to three years uh and at that moment what i when i announced the company shutting down i called in all hands um and i had uh previously formed a team that was going to be running the the application that we had built that we were going to be spinning out into being its own company and so at the point where i was announcing that the company was being shutting down was going to shut down i also was announcing that this was that this team was spinning out uh and that they would be their own company but they had already been functioning as a team for for some time and I think in a lot of ways it was like it was a it was a kindness, I think, to because there are people who were stuck there and kind of had been there. Right. And that some of them have been there since the beginning. And, you know, I mm-hmm. think it's hard for some people to. I don't know, you know, you've put a lot of your, to, to have to acknowledge the sunk cost fallacy, basically. Right. And I think um, in doing that, I feel like a lot of people are at better outcomes than they would be if we were, you know, still kind of like fighting along because <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't think the data would support that that we I don't know you know it's hard to predict what could have happened the other example I was thinking about though um, is kind of an interesting one I had hired someone uh, to be my chief operating officer uh, and also to be my head of pedagogy and hmm. I um, 
I ended up letting him go in a moment when I realized that I had like had lost trust um, in the way that he was operating. And I think that was an interesting thing because I think I think actually it was the nice thing to do and it wasn't the kind thing to do, right? I think the 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 it was the nice thing to do because it was what was like culturally kind of expected, right? Like in a, in a corporate environment, right? When people see that you have lost trust, you know, the rest of the leadership team is kind of, right? It's the, it's, but I think that in some ways the kind thing to do would have been to have pushed on it harder, a lot harder, right? Which would have been like to really push on like, you know, where was it, where were our expectations? What mm. are the outcomes that we have achieved? Where, why are we in this place, right? And I don't know. I mean, I think in that case, uh, it's interesting because one of those events actually like those events are about six months apart. Um, so I ended up letting my COO go. And then about six months later, it was when I initiated the process that would shut down the company. And about six months after that, we ended up shutting down. And I think uh, I was a lot more exhausted at the time that I let my COO go. Right. Like I just I had a lot less uh, ability to um push on things outside of where I could kind of push on, right? There was a certain set of things I was being able to like kind of put energy into and I had for those and there were some other things that I needed to kind of push on. But outside of those, I just like, there wasn't that much space. Uh, whereas later, it's about six months later, I had a lot more space. Um, I think part of it was uh, that, that just I was able to kind of like consolidate and just reduce how much like chaos was going on uh, once I had a little bit more of um, control over the situation and then was able to have more space to be like, oh, you know, now I can make decisions uh, in a less reactive way. And at least for me, I feel like a lot of the times I'm making decisions that are, you know, the status quo or, or you know, not or what we might be, you know, saying nice in this conversation uh, or becoming from a more reactive place. Um, they're coming mm -hmm. from the time periods where I haven't had the mental space to be able to sit down and unpack and say, what is what is driving me to feel this way? What is driving me to want Want to do this yeah no i hear you it's it's very interesting because like in many cases one would think that firing someone cannot be like it's all the same so there was this um one team that i had sporadically worked with over a long duration in bits and pieces and i had always taken their behavior as being very kind and it took me a long time to sort of realize that they were just being nice because they didn't want to face the difficult conversations. Like when they decided to um, sort of say that, oh, we won't work together anymore. Instead of saying that we won't work together anymore, they were like, oh, right now we don't want to work together. But in a couple of months, we're definitely going to come back. And then we would talk. Uh, and we were really friend, friendly friends with each other, like however one wants to call it. We would talk about it and the reaction would be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Things have been so busy, but I definitely, definitely want to do something together. And then they just wouldn't. They would say that, oh, I'm going to come to this meeting, but then they would flake or stuff like that. And it's yeah. very, it slowly sort of was heartbreaking in some ways because it yeah. was like oh we have had a years long relationship you could like you could just do me the kindness of saying bye yeah we can't work together anymore um 
and i think that like there is another team that i was consulting with till last uh year end and after i told them that i don't think that i want to like you know i don't think that i want to do this anymore guys but like i was feeling particularly burnt out and they were like oh okay so why don't you take some time and like as we are growing the team why don't you like you know maybe consult with us on the product on the design and it was really so lovely that even after these guys decided to pivot we still are in touch like i mm. consulted with them for like you know 3 4 months and then we are still in touch we still talk to each other and there's just this like because they never after they said oh we don't have money anymore to pay you for consulting services i don't think we can continue on from the next month it just yeah. was like so clean and almost like because they owned up to it it just felt so kind yeah i mean i wonder if a lot of times the kind thing to do is the honest thing yeah and i wonder if because it's the honest thing sometimes it's also about acknowledging our own faults and maybe yeah. we are being nice just so that we can also protect our own image in our yeah. head i do like this i don't know if you if you now you had to, like an hour or whatever to, to think about it but um if you like if you also kind of like this notion of that like like the what right so like what you do is can be like nice or kind but how you do it is polite or or i don't know i feel like rude is too strong um it's i mean impolite is a word but i feel like impolite does not communicate the emotion very properly it's like it's like are you going to take that put the extra energy in to meet the person emotionally where they are you know hmm. so maybe a better word could be considerate or inconsiderate so like you could be kind and considerate and you could be sometimes nice and inconsiderate hmm i don't have to punch someone down just because i'm saying something negative to them interesting in that book actually there's another example of that the title character again is is a is a writer and he's you know dated another a very famous poet and so he is like in these circles of and so he's talking to this other writer and the the gentleman's like you know why you never riv- win any rewards uh he's mm-hmm. like it's because you're a bad gay and then the title character is like very taken aback by this and right and it's interesting cuz it's like it's he's kind of being nice right cuz like he and and Arthur less even like cuz cuz you are privy to his mental dialogue he he's like he feels compelled to say thank you for it <laughs> for being told that he's a bad gay because of the way it's like told to him <laughs> um, but it's not very considerate right like it's 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 kind of like mm. it's a nice right because he's like oh you know this is why you don't win award shows yeah yeah and that doesn't seem like <laughs> kindness even though it could like sort of almost mask is that yeah yeah It's a good book. You should check it out. Okay, I'll yeah. check it out. But I feel like a lot of these notions of like interplay between kindness, honesty, authenticity, niceness, politeness, considerateness are. I think that a lot of conversations that we have been having has been about how we navigate world and the conceptual models that are inside us. And this feels like exploring a new dimension that we haven't explored before. And it's really interesting like and related to the to the one you mentioned a few weeks ago and we should come back to but but like how our ability to have words to describe things uh shapes our way to think about them. Hmm. So maybe in our next episode we can talk about that. Yes. Awesome. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Good time. Bye.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Thinking on Thinking. Our theme music is by Steve Combs and you can find a link to it in the show notes.